This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it. Let's begin this show talking about Big Mitch um, walking back. Comments he posted on Snapchat earlier this week about his role on the team. Um, remember earlier, Enrique Robinson said that he was uh, tired of just going out there and essentially, uh, you know, doing cardio. Um, Lose the fact that he really wasn't getting many touches. He didn't get many shots and express overall frustration about his role in the team. We've heard him say these kind of things in the past. Uh, considering the Knicks won, considering it was such a great team win over the Blazers, considering it was a much-needed win and a cap to a, a tough, but at the end of the day, successful road trip out west, it felt definitely tone-deaf for Mitch to go out and start belly aching about his role on the team. Well, he took to IG, Instagram, to clarify those remarks he posted in the comment section of a Knicks fan tv post shout out to Knicks fan tv shout out to cp the franchise um mitch said essentially that he has snapped those are the words that he used he said he snapped after the blazers game following three rough weeks in his life he says that he's been dealing with stress uh with a baby on the way so first of all congrats to mitch robinson for uh, about to be a new dad so congrats to him on that um he says he's been dealing with some family issues uh he says uh he's also really characterized his last few games which he said he thought he played terrible he thought he had three game, three bad games in a row, and that kind of uh, led to what he called a perfect storm of emotions and led to him making that post on Snapchat frustrated about his role. Um, he ended the comment saying, quote, my bad, should have handled it differently and didn't want no bad blood, just have to find myself. He also posted a later comment where he kind of, I guess, pushed back on the idea that he is a selfish player for voicing these concerns. He talked about how the fact that he gives up his body on a night-to-night basis and that if he was a selfish player he'd be looking for you know 80 shots a game and the fact that he is willing to play defense and do the dirty work shows his commitment to what it takes for the team to win so plenty here from Mitchell Robinson uh Tommy did Mitch say all the right things in your mind in these uh comments on social media yeah I get um, all the right things might be a stretch but you know (laughs) when we talked about it on Wednesday I, I I didn't I didn't think it was worthy of making too big a deal of and I kind of prefaced those remarks, you know, or, or actually ended those remarks by saying, assuming that he does the right thing and address it with you know, or on social media um, in the days ahead and didn't let it become a lingering issue. And I think that's what we saw. Um, so kudos for Mitch for, for making the effort, acknowledging his mistake. Um, and as we said Wednesday uh, in, the, in the pod, uh, excuse him to um, come off looking that selfishly, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's no way around that. You know, we didn't congratulate uh, McBride on his career high. Um, he didn't yeah. congratulate the team win. He, he was more concerned about his individual. His, 
That being said, we also mentioned, listen, these people are human beings. Um, you know, Mitch is a 24-year-old kid living in New York City, playing, you know, in front of millions of people um, every time he steps on the court. Um, so I think that, there, you know, we have to have some empathy and some understanding. Um, I think we kind of get lost in the shuffle of, you know, expect these guys to be, these guys to be robots and not react emotionally. Yeah. Um, you know, if you make a mistake, own up to it. Mitch did that. Um, I don't see this being a lingering issue. Um, you know, nobody has a bad word to say about Mitch on the team. Just seems kind of like goofy, um, you know, character. But, uh, you know, as he says, he's dealing with some real life stuff um, that, that's more important than the game of basketball. When you talk about raising a family and having a child, um, life changing events, things along those lines. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was an obvious step in the right direction. Um, now we just need Mitch to kind of focus on the bigger picture here. I'm sure um, Tibbs was in his ear. I'm sure the assistant coaching staff and the people around him was in his ear. Um, you know, we know with Mitch, he's been through, I believe, four agents in his first four years uh, yeah. in the league. You know, he's, he's, you know, I'm not sure what type of um, relationships and, and, and guidance figures he has around him in his life. Um, you know, we know that he and Ruben West Kentucky left after a couple of weeks. Um, so he's he's had a rocky kind of first few years. Um, you know, as he, you know, his late teenage to early twenties, um, which is not uncommon for, for many of us. Yeah. Um, he's obviously headed the direct locked a long-term secure contract. Um, and, uh, you know, winning, uh, cures all, he's been a big part of the Knicks winning this season. So I expect that to continue going forward. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I think Mitchell Robinson, um, one, I think needs someone to take care of his social media. Uh, I think we've seen now too often in his, you know, four or five years here in New York that he can run to social media and post these comments out of frustration. And it's never anything insane. It's never something that's going to like cripple the team. He's not saying, yo, we need to fire the coach or trade this guy. He's never saying anything crazy, but it's just enough where you just feel like, okay, there's a reason why, you know, certain athletes just kind of give their social media to their agents. And then, you know, you mentioned that he's had multiple agents. I think maybe speak to some of that. Like, I think that it'd be best for his career if he can, you know, I'm not saying don't get on social media or don't post when you want, but maybe, you know, hand that password, hand that login to a handler or an agent. He certainly has enough money now with this new big contract he signed to allow someone to deal with that. So when he does get frustrated, they can kind of be a buffer and say, Hey, uh, maybe this isn't a good idea. You know, be the Michelle Obama to the rock in that like uh, viral meme where she just snapped the phone out of his hand. Like he needs someone like that in his life because I, I think Mitch is a good dude from everything we've seen. I think that he is a guy who puts his body on the line. And he talked about in one of those posts that it hurts him that people say that he's injury prone. He's like, uh, part of who's I get hurt is because I'm throwing my body literally, you know, into the, into the line of fire, which is true. So uh, I, I know Mitch is about the team. I know that he's unselfish, um, but I just think that there are ways to, just like we talked about with John Moran, some of these guys, there are ways to vent that frustration. There are ways to address these concerns that don't, um, put the team in a bad light or, or provide distractions to the team, which is what Mitch seems to do from time to time on social media. Again, I think because he's, he's a pretty good dude, you don't hear him doing anything crazy, 
But um, but yeah, I think the first that would be find somebody to handle your social media. So we kind of avoid these issues moving forward. I do kind of feel like while I, I can understand his frustration and and I and I thought it was interesting he said that he had some bad games in a row because I do think that has kind of got lost in some of these games. Like, like you know, when we had Ben Rickholtz here, like he mentioned how poorly Mitchell played against Sacramento and, you know, the game starts and he's letting, uh, you know, Sabonis get right to his left hand as if he didn't read the scouting report. And he has had a couple of games where he's been a little bit uh, invisible. He hasn't been the same uh, impact on the glass and, 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 you know, blocking shots and defending the rim. And, no, for Mitch – I think that he can't let the offensive game affect the other parts of his game. I know it's easy for me to say I'm not the guy running up and down trying to block shots and box guys out and go after every rebound. But I think if there's a way the Knicks can include him in the offense more, that would be beneficial because it will keep him motivated, keep him active. And I think that the potential return of Jalen Brunson could help that because the more lots he can get, the more paint pressure uh, they can put onto uh, other teams. I think that allowed Mitch Robinson to get more opportunities. So I think some of this poor play he talked about, I think was actually um, linked to the fact that Jalen Brunson hasn't played in a lot of these games. Yeah, a very valid point. And, um, you know, and, and again, as we dressed on Wednesday, I, I think he has a valid, a valid point in arguing that he should be more involved in the offense. Because as we talked about, not only would it benefit him and keep him happy and keep him motivated, et cetera, but I think it would benefit the Knicks as a whole. Um, yeah. You know, from Mitch's perspective, he averaged more than five field goal attempts per game as a 21-year-old sophomore. Um, 2020-21, um, averaged nearly six field goal attempts, a, a career high. The last two years, he's averaged less than five shots a game, um, you know, for a guy that plays 26, 27 and nine. Um, that's not a lot, obviously. And yeah. for as much as he, you know, as much as he helps the team um, on the defensive end, he's doing that again this season. Um, you know, averaging a career high nine point one rebounds, um, you know, one point six blocks. Like there's, there's no denying the impact he has defensively. Um, yes, he had, he, had, he hasn't played well of late, and that, and and as a result, Isaiah Hardenstein's been in that closing five the last yeah. couple games. Um, yeah. I Hard has actually outplayed him recently, um, and, and he has the plus minus to show for it. Um, he played him pretty dramatically um in, in the last week or so um again you know there's the facts going on um you know that that you know that met that mitch address so but yeah looking at the big picture i think um again there's there's a you know the not only would it keep um robinson content more more than more likely um but again it would also take the top of the defense challenge you know a lot of the defense, if you have to protect the rim, if you have the big guy flying in. Um, so, yeah, it's, it sounds like uh, Brunson uh, practiced on, on Friday. We'll talk about that during the next segment. Um, but having him back would certainly, you would assume, um, give Mitch Rob some more locks. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tibbs comes out and kind of make the point uh, of getting him some touches. Um, you know, we've known coaches that have done that past. Um, you know, infamous, uh, you know, the, the Bulls used to, the first possession of all their games with Michael Jordan. They'd throw it to Bill Cartwright in the post. Um, yeah. literally like almost every game. Um, I remember that going back to the nineties. Um, they knew that he wouldn't get touches consistently throughout the game, but, you know, give him a bucket, give him a look, um, try to, you know, try to get him involved right from the start. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. The last four games, Mitchell Robinson has not played 30 minutes in any of these games, 21 against Portland, 24 against the Lakers, 28 was the most in this four game stretch against the Clippers, but that might've been actually his worst game. He shot two for eight from the field in that game. Uh, and just 20 minutes against Sacramento. So you mentioned Hardenstein eating into his minutes. Some of that being the play of Hardenstein, some of that being the uh, poor play from Mitchell Robinson. Um, I think he saw that frustration and, and, get, get and, vented out here. Yeah. 
and and important that the Knicks been outscored by 70 points with Mitch Rob on the floor. Um, he's posted a minus plus minus in each of those uh, seven last seven games. Going that that's that's going back to the yeah, the start of March. So so not ideal. Yeah, that's a that's a definitely a, a pretty big sample size there. So uh, Mitch yeah. has got to get uh, get back into uh, the prime shape, and 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 I don't mean physical shape, but just kind of mental shape, really. If it looks like um, to get himself back to playing at a high level. And the one thing I will say real quick is I do think that when we see athletes um, lash out and things like that, I do think we got to kind of pause and kind of think about the fact that these guys are humans, as Tommy mentioned, that they aren't robots. And um, we saw the job Moran situation where he talked about dealing with stress and, and all the things he's been dealing with. And um, now we see Mr. Robinson and in much more smaller, you know, situation, smaller scale in terms of the, the importance or the dangers of it. Um, him saying, you know, kind of some dumb comment on Snapchat, and we're thinking, what the hell is up with this guy? And he says, hey, man, I got a lot of stuff going on. You hear what he's talking about. I say, oh, yeah, I can understand where a guy like that maybe will make a, a poor decision um, where you got all of these fans, all of this money, all this attention on you. Uh, I think it's a time to maybe afford a little more grace to some of these guys to try to maybe understand where some of these guys are coming from and, and try to give them some support because, uh, uh, of course, you know, NBA players are just like people, and they need it just like everybody else. A hundred percent. You know, I think that's one of, as a society, we assume that wealth equates to mental happiness and, and joy. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's not a direct correlation there. In fact, that you know, you've been around long enough you have to realize that there may be an inverse correlation between, you know, excess money and uh, and, and happiness and, and mental health, et cetera, things along those lines. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, for, you know, I, I, fortunately, I think we've taken steps as a society and as a community of fans um, to be more empathetic to have a better understanding of the psychological impact and the pressures um you know if uh you know if for anybody starting out their career again Mitch Robinson is just 24 years old um yeah. and it's you know clear by some of the decisions he's made you know commitment to school and dropping out and switching the agencies that he's had some turmoil in his life um and that it's it, there's you know we don't we you know we all don't have that that proper role model that guidance to kind of push us in the right directions to bounce questions off of um so he's got to learn on the fly with a million dollars in his pocket um and coming from louisiana i'm assuming um you know that that that's money that that's generational wealth um but with that you know um they don't teach a course you know the mba doesn't come yeah. with a a one-on-one book. This is how you handle um, a two hundred thousand yeah. dollars check. Um, so all those things factor into um, you know, and, and that's something I try to be cognizant of in, in my time covering the league, and um, you know, as a father to, to two young children, um, you know, just to just to be just to recognize that everyone's you know kind of dealing with their own stuff, um, and that's you know that that's something that uh, you know we should probably keep in mind uh, more often than not. And to to cap on it, Mr. Robinson. Still doing a pretty damn good job. This is a guy who just signed a, a big extension to stay with the Knicks. He's been an impact player uh, for the Knicks since he got here. He is part of the um, turnaround in this franchise. I mean, when he got here, this franchise was ruthless and 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 terrible and and uh, a perennial lot of your team. Now, uh, two of the last three years, they're going to be in the postseason by all you know likelihood, and he's a big reason why. So even some of these missteps, Mitch Robinson doing a great job, and I hope that he understands that. Incredibly, I think he's the longest tenure Nick, right? I, I think he's actually. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. You know, which, which is remarkable. Um, the fact that a twenty-four-year-old is the is the longest <laughs> tenure Nick. Um, but yeah, he's 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 come of age under the spotlight, and um, you know, for a lot of these guys, I I I give a I give these guys a lot of credit. Um, you know, we mentioned John Morant. Um, you know, and 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 
there's so many, you know, especially in today's day and age. With I'm shocked that there more players aren't aren't uh, getting in trouble for social media posts, etc. Um, because if you know, if I was 22, 23, and had access to social media at, all, at, at, at my fingertips at all times, um, who knows what I might have tweeted or, or you know, if people cared that what I wrote. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it, you know, I think a lot of these players deserve credit for staying out of trouble um, when when trouble's right around the corner. When you have that type of access, that type of fame, that type of celebrity and the money that buys entree into different avenues of, of entertainment let's just say um it's harder to keep your nose clean so i give credit to these guys for the most part um for for, for staying on straight narrow it's a stressful time of the season the Knicks just came off of a big road trip hopefully this uh, much needed time off that they got will help not just mr robinson but the rest of the guys on the team that they try to get back in the swing of things they're back in action on saturday against a struggling Denver Nuggets team. 